0: wrestling talk the number one women's
2: wrestling show on the planet hey 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 welcome 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 to women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet and welcome to the nxt after show which happens every thursday um and other days if it's Necessary um, On our network Thank you guys so much for joining us um, For the show My name is Stephanie Hardy Hosting creator of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast Color commentator for the Belladonna Division Battle Club Pro and Black Girl Magic 2 And on the hosting team for this lovely Network but thankfully I am not alone in talking About all of the goings on of NXT So right next to me As uh, per usual is the absolutely fabulous, amazing super mom, um, creator of NCAT We Trust, and just all around amazing person, Katrina
0: Blake. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Tired. It's been a crazy week, but I am well. Glad to be here.
2: Yeah, it has been a crazy week, but I am glad it's Thursday or Friday Junior, as most people say. Now, normally, of course, it would be just the two of us, you know, talking about NXT. But today, we have a special guest, someone who is near and dear to both of our hearts, but nearer to Katrina because she's known her a lot longer than I have. But she's someone that I am happy to have met in our journeys as panelists, for the Women of Color panel that Katrina crafted for New York Comic Con and other conventions as well. She is the one of the hosts of Unpopular Review with Bad Guy Jack, and she is a content creator and NXT enthusiast. Please welcome
1: Shay Sawyer. What's up, Shay? Hello, New York is up, New York is up. I'm glad to uh, <laughs> be here, and uh, yay! I can't wait to start talking about NXT.
2: Yes, I'm so excited that you're here Um, Even though I got the text message late But either way, I'm still happy that you're here And it's good to see you after, you know, having seen you, you know, last month Like, it's really great And I'm glad to see that you're doing well And you've joined us to talk about this show Now, of course, those who are watching on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch Thank you guys for joining us And please know that you can comment and chime in on the certain parts that you enjoyed Or any parts that resonated with you on NXT this week So go in the comments and, you know, go... Make our comments go crazy And you will pop up on the screen You might definitely pop up on the screen And we might talk about whatever subject you decide to bring up This episode of NXT was pretty solid for the most part Um, It was the continuation of a lot of different storylines That we thought were ended on Halloween Havoc But have now continued to just keep going And then we have other stories that have been introduced to the fold You know, since last week and everything else And it's just been really fast So, ladies, um, starting with Katrina, how did you feel about this episode of NXT as a whole?
0: Uh, So, I didn't catch it, like, fully through uh, this week because it's been a bit uh, insane on my mom end, on my uh, side. Uh, But what I got uh, from his results for clips and what I did get to watch, I actually thought it was really interesting. A lot of women's action, which I thought was really nice uh, to see. I was like, yes, ladies, uh, you know it was nice to see that. And, you know, my guy our truth popped in there as we get into later on, and I thought that was, I love him. And so <laughs> it was like so actually nice to kind of see him there doing what he does best. And so I thought it was a really good episode.
2: Definitely. What about you, Shay?
0: I really enjoyed it. Um,
1: I thought it was pretty solid, like, together. I feel like sometimes people expect NXT to be, like, every every match has to be, like, banger, banger, banger for it. But sometimes you, they focus a lot more on the stories. And I feel like, this episode was very storyline based and I was okay with that.
2: Yeah, I was pretty okay with that as well. It was pretty good. And JD in our comments, who is a faithful watcher of women's wrestling talk, thank you. has chimed in and says, is this Katrina's sister? I could totally see how you would think that considering they do look similar, but no, they're not biological siblings. They're only sisters in wrestling and sisters in each other's hearts. Um, but no, they are not biologically related. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty funny question, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, <Where are> wow. <laughs> how long did we meet? I want to say 2017. I feel 17. like that's the first time I met you at a, at a wrestling show. I think it might have been um a viewing party first and then HOG next. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, okay, yeah okay, that makes sense. It's a long time. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, that is a pretty long time. Wow.
1: Jeez.
2: Well, yes, you guys have been each other in each other's life for that long. That's cool. And you know, that friendship has now bubbled over into wrestling and now all of us are here together. So of course we're gonna start by, well Shay what's gonna happen is we're gonna talk about it from beginning to end. So we're gonna talk about um, everything that happened um, from the beginning of the show to the end of the show. So we're gonna do that. And we're also gonna talk about like various little segments along the way too. So that's what we're gonna do and it's going to be great. So I'm excited. So of course um, the show started with Pretty Deadly um coming out, um well, no, it wasn't just with Pretty Deadly, it was the NXT champion Bron Breaker who came out first, and of course, he was making his return after, of course, retaining his NXT title at Halloween Havoc, um, in a brutal match versus JD McDonough and Ilya Dragonoff. Now, after they fought each other, they did announce that he would make his return on this week's episode, so he did that, and as he was cutting a promo pretty deadly decided to come out, the NXT Tag Team Champions, and interrupt him. But then as they were being goofy and interrupting him as well, they were interrupted by Wesley, the NXT North American Champion. And they were just playing into the idea of you know, bigging each other up, you know, kind of in a weird sort of way where they were talking about, you know, saying nice things about each other and Pretty Deadly was like, look, we don't appreciate this disrespect by y'all. Y'all need to respect us. And then they, Braun and um, Wes sort of fed into it and they decided to actually go along with it for a while until they decided to take it upon themselves to challenge Pretty Deadly for the tag team titles so they could be Braun and Wes two belts. And Pretty Deadly didn't take too kindly to that. Um, So they did that part. And then, um, but then in the midst of that, while Pretty Deadly was going back and forth with them, they got interrupted yet again by our truth (laughs) who was set to um go in his next match against Grayson Waller and of course everybody was excited to see him again and he was being absolutely goofy like we know him to be um and that part was pretty funny so along with this match well actually before this match there was this really funny part where R-Truth and Wesley did like a split off with each other and I was like oh snap that was cool um yes so into this match with R-Truth versus Grayson Waller, the loudmouth. Um, this match was pretty okay um, for the most part, Um There was one point, of course, where you see Grayson Waller talking smack at R-Truth, being disrespectful like he know how to be. Um, But then R-Truth kind of shook him up a bit with his um, youthful energy, which a lot of people don't really expect someone his age to have, but he really does have it. Like, he could be a champion today, okay? Like, R-Truth really is still that guy. And if they decided to put the rocket to him, he could do it. But sadly enough... Grayson Waller was outside of the ring and then R-Truth tr- R- went for a somersault, but then his foot got caught on the top rope and the referee called off the match because he seemed to have suffered an injury and could not get up from it. So Waller basically was called as the winner due to referee stoppage. And this made everyone sad um, in the crowd, but Grayson Waller proceeded to brag about it as if, you know, he had did something. but you know, it's whatever. And he talked, and he basically said that he's better than anybody on any of the brands. And as you can see in this picture, R-Truth, the officials were checking on R-Truth to see if he was okay. So, started with Katrina. I want to ask you, how did you feel um, about this match and this form of information and knowing that R-Truth got injured and how Grayson Waller was feeling braggadocious about winning, even though it was due to stoppage?
0: no great I was I I think our truth like I said it's super entertaining he's I feel like you can kind of put him with anybody and it'll work because he does it in a way that's not like agitating and so like even I think of that segment with Brock Lesnar where he made Brock Lesnar laugh and Brock Lesnar is apparently very hard to break and he made him break and so you got somebody who can do things and get like certain people to kind of break off what their character is plus in my book and then he also, like, let's be real, he looks a lot younger <laughs> than his age. Like, he's in, like, phenomenal shape. You know, he can still kind of go. And so I'm hoping it's just a storyline injury and he's not truly injured. I'm going to be sad. Uh, because unfortunately, as we know, sometimes you know, the, the little older it is, and sometimes it's a little harder to recover as quick as you would if he was like, say younger. And so I'm hoping it's just a storyline injury. He's not really injured, but if he is, I, I do wish him a speedy recovery, but I thought it was a good segment. The whole split off thing was funny. I can't split. So, you know, like I was like, okay, y'all, cause I can't do this. So y'all have fun, you know, for me. Cause if I try that, my niece will be like, no Katrina, um, uh-uh, let's get back up. Let's rise. And so couldn't be me, but I loved the segment. I thought it was cool. And as far as Grace, like, bro, when he said about he's the better number, I was like, you are not Roman. So let's let's calm that down a bit. <laughs> calm that down. You're not my turbo Chief. Okay. So let's let's check that down a bit. All right, he was gonna lose to beside himself. Be confident. But let's not let's not do shenanigans. He was doing a lot of shenanigans. <laughs> and I was like, let's let's turn that down a bit. Let's not, let's not. But otherwise, I thought it was a like a pretty decent open uh to NXT.
2: Definitely, I agree with all of those sentiments. Well, Shay, how did you feel about this entire um segment involving everyone, including our truth, Grayson Waller, and the champions, um, the male champions of NXT and their little camaraderie, which will lead to the main event?
1: All right, well, as you can hear, um. I love Grayson. I think he's one of the best heels in the business right now. Just the way he was able to work the crowd while R Truth was laying, you know, after their match and stuff. And then also, Braun is getting a better connection with the crowd, I feel, because they're very wishy washy with Braun. Um, I think they're always like that with the guys that they feel are like, oh, you know, he's clearly been picked to be that guy. So I'm going to boo him by default um but uh no no i i i like the segment i love pretty deadly they never miss they're just so entertaining wesley is great on the mic he has grown so much since you know nash carter leaving and i just yeah i love him i thought it was a great segment all around with everything
2: yeah, that's a pretty differing opinion than we've heard on the show about Braun Breaker, you know, and and in terms of Grayson Waller, because even though Grayson Waller is good at being a heel, we kind of like to play into it. And I do like to talk about the fact that he do begin on my nerves because he just be acting like he's better than everybody and he'd be obnoxious or whatever. But that's a very differing opinion that I haven't heard. It's like people actually liking Grayson Waller, you know, as a heel. And I think that's cool. I think that's cool. I'm really glad that you're bringing this opinion, you know, to this forum in this way. Like, I love it. I love how different that is. And the fact that you would boo Bron Breaker, like
1: what's wrong with Bron Shay? I love Bron, no, no, I love Bron. But I mean, other people, they're so mean to him. And it like hurts me because Bron is like so talented in ring, mic skills, presence. He has the look, I guess, that they look for. But these days, does the look even matter, you know? But he has the package. But the fans don't seem to get that. They are rude and disrespectful.
2: That is true. A lot of fans do think that if, you know, you have the look and you have something that WWE would stereotypically look for, they have a tendency to beat down on them and just be like, no, we're not going to like them because we want to be, you know, different. We want a different type of person who doesn't fit the aesthetic that you're looking for to be the star. And I get that. And then on top of that, it doesn't help that Braun, you know, comes from a wrestling family too. Like, he's a Steiner. So it's just like, even though that's not his name, but at the same time, you know, it's just like, A lot of people have a tendency to, to, in terms of the fandom, to kind of be like, no, we don't want this person. We want this person who doesn't fit the aesthetic. But the thing about Braun is, is that he has it all, like you said. So I definitely agree with that Um, in the idea that he does have it all. So, I mean, it makes sense that he's on top because he has it all. He's getting better and better the more he, you know continues to work in the ring and work at the performance center and everything so he's gonna do fine so in the comments JD is saying that's funny Shay mentions that because he's a steiner he's gonna be the guy even if management didn't want it now I haven't I don't know if I've heard that management didn't want it is that it Shay is that a thing you've heard I'm not Hey, could you repeat it, Shay?
1: Hey, uh, yeah, I'm not actually sure I've heard this before.
0: Kat,
2: what about you?
0: No, I've only heard fans complain. But as Mr. Brian uh, Danielson said, fans are fickle. <laughs> they say they want one thing, and then you get it, and then it's like a month later if they're complaining, and so it's like. I'm all about the energy. My energy usually, it's very rare I actually turn. (laughs) If I don't like a person, I don't like the wrestler, and that just probably won't change. Uh, I think the only exception to that was probably Edge and Randy Orton for me, but that was also because I was a kid when I didn't like Randy Orton in, and in Edge, because they used to really like get on my nerves and do shenanigans. But as an adult, I was like, you know what, but I do appreciate your heel tactics. But as an adult, now it's usually if I'm writing, I'm writing. <laughs> so, so I don't understand when people get mad, like when somebody gets on top, why are you boo? It's like, it makes no sense. But I have seen that from the audience. I have personally seen that as well. So I guess that's what Shayna meant. I'm not sure, yeah, but he just uh, said he was just saying so.
2: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and um, I appreciate all of like all of this, you know, conversation that we're having about the champion. But how did we feel about the idea of him and Wesley wanting to go after the tag titles, um, while also holding singles gold? Because I know a lot of people, a lot of people in the fandom don't necessarily like it as much when a when a already established champion goes after another title. So how did you ladies feel about that? about that challenge to Pretty Deadly.
0: I, th- I took it more as a fun like type of situation. I, I didn't take it like Braun was really trying to go after the tag titles. I felt like it was just something to kind of have them kind of involved. That's the way I took it. Like you got the guys of the NXT who have titles. Let's just make something happen with this. Uh, I feel like usually when per- a person wants to go after double titles, they usually fall along the heel side to me uh because you're trying to prove a point like oh i am kind of like better than y'all uh and I, I it's not often we'll see that from like a face type of uh champion when you're kind of trying so i felt like it was more of a fun thing a like, pretty deadly that can roll with that kind of stuff this is why I became fans of them. I like how they can kind of, you know, just kind of rule with it. And so i I took it as it was just like something fun and not re- really seriously. So I was okay with it. I didn't take it like, oh my God, why is Braun doing this? Because it's like to me, it's you had our truth in that whole <laughs> like what's you know, what's our you put our truth in there too. I took it as it was just meant to be something fun and different for the show. I didn't take it as he was really intentionally trying to like double champion it up with the tag votes. Yeah, what about yeah. Okay.
1: I basically agree with what she's saying. Uh, I think it was just something fun to throw around. We've seen it, uh, you know, numerous times in the past. So uh, I was like, okay, this is cute. We know they did not win, though. They did not win. But, you know, it's cute. Do it, sure.
2: Yeah, I kind of agree with that. It was something that was fun, you know, to see in the sense of that. But I just wanted to ask because I know on Twitter, a number of people were just kind of like, no. But, you know, I totally get it. But moving on from that segment and moving to, Probably, of course, one of my favorite parts of the segment because Shay last week I lost my mind because Ava Rain made her debut with the schism, and I love the I love the rock, and so everything attached to the rock I just automatically love, regardless. So seeing as um she is his and Danny Garcia's daughter, I'm just supporting her regardless. So this was just a really cool segment. So in this segment, we had Vic Joseph, who's of course the um, play-by-play commentator um, for NXT, had a sit-down interview with all of the schism. That's Joe Gacy, um, the two members who uh, whose names escape me right about now, um, but they used to be the Grizzly Young Veterans and Ava Rain. And it seems like for every question that Vic Joseph had for Ava Rain, she answered with clarity and with intention that. I don't even necessarily see that much from people who have been in it for so long. Like she was just so intense and so papa, 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 pop And I'm just like, come on, Ava. Come on, Ava. Speak up and speak your mind. Now, mind you, Joe Gacy and the other two, you know, did speak their piece about, you know, what their intentions are. And then, of course, it led to them announcing that Joe Gacy and Cameron Grimes are going to fight each other next week for the last time, so they say. Um... And this led to them making that announcement. But at the same time, it was just like every time Ava spoke, I not even just because of, you know, who she's tied to, um, but just because every every time she spoke, I just wanted to hear more of what she had to say. And she sounded so good. And I was just like, well, be a star then. And then we heard more about her story in terms of how when she got signed to the performance center, how she got injured and how she was out for a while and that the only people who called a check on her was Joe and the rest of the family. And I was just like, oh, hmm, that's interesting that you would say that um, even though you've been connected with so many other people in wrestling for a number of years, but okay, you know, tell that. But yeah, it was just really interesting how she was really bigging up the fact that these are the people who truly, truly care about her um, and why she connected with them and how nobody expected for it to be her. So I love this segment, and I am just here um on Team Averine. So how are we feeling about her promo, guys, like starting with Katrina?
0: It was good. I was actually really impressed because I wasn't sure what to expect. Um, it's, I guess, a little different when you're doing, like, a reveal. And it's like, oh, I'm part of something. But, you know, when they do reveals like the how they did with her, there's never too, too much about it just yet. It's kind of like they'll give them the next week to talk about it, kind of like what happened with Edge when he was a judge. You know, it's always like they reveal it one week, and then you kind of learn a little bit more the next week of what the reasoning was. And so I was actually impressed uh, with how she spoke and how well thought out. I did kind of side-eye, though, with that whole nobody called you because I'm not analysis. You're going to tell me Dwayne is so busy. <laughs> I guess he doing all the movies and all, but are you going to try to tell me, sis, that he didn't even check in on you? <laughs> like, So I did sign. I was, like, cause I was like, I will find Dwayne right now. I'm like, mm, don't do that. Like, you're a parent. I'm a parent. Like, it could be my kid. I will be, like, ready. Like, who hurt my child? Like, even if it was an accident, like, but I'll... <laughs> Bring it all down, okay, for my kids. So when she said that, I definitely was like, so Dwayne is doing all types of stuff, but he didn't give you a phone call or text, like, are you okay, my child? I was I was kinda of side-eyeing that, not gonna lie, because I was like, Mm, gonna have me looking at Dwayne all types of funny now. <laughs> like, gonna be looking at him all types of funny, like, mm, you black Adam, but you can't call your daughter, huh? That was gonna be me. <laughs> so I did side eye that. I definitely did. However, <laughs> I did like the whole like Again, if you think of like a little cult and how oh the cult was there for me, they accepted me for who I was, you know. And this is always the reason people join cults and stuff, or why like oh my family don't understand me, but this family understand me. And so I actually like that dynamic, as far as she's saying, well, I got injured and you guys was here for me. Do I'm kind of again I did say, I, because I was like oh no sis that don't sound right, but i did thought that the way she expressed that was really good like i thought she had really good like i guess mic skills if you want to call it that for an interview style type uh, promo like that i was like okay i kind of now want to see what her wrestling is like you know like how she's gonna incorporate that with the way they wrestle i'm curious uh but i thought it was really good i thought it was a nice uh she i was impressed like i can't even say anything i was actually like oh okay except for the, the, the that comment. cuz i was really like mm, now 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 sis cuz i just saw him in black adam i was like do you do i get to send him a tweet that he might not read but still but here we are <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah you never know cat like you never know he might see it like he probably would see it like you just never know cuz i mean there was that one time he did retweet my compliment to his mom on young rock and in real life. So I mean you just never know what he might see. He might
0: surprise you one day. Listen, and I'm I do still, agree with that. I'm still devastated. I there was twice I was supposed to meet him and it did not happen and it's just like maybe one day, but it's fine. It's
2: fine. Okay, we'll have to give we'll have to circle back to that story, but we need to ask Shay how she felt about this segment.
1: Yeah, circle back to that. It's a good story. Um yeah, but um I loved it. Hearing her speak, I was like, Yes, girl, go on, give us everything. It was so like, I was shocked because, you know, you don't expect someone to sound that, you know, leveled and good when she's just starting out. But, I mean, she's been around this business her whole life. So, I guess, you know, there was that. Um, But, yeah, the same thing. I'm excited to see her in the ring. Just see, like, if she has the whole thing. If she goes in that ring and goes crazy, oh, my God. I'm going to be like, a star is born. Like, that's it. Give her all the titles. I'm done. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, like, I'm really excited for it. Just hearing her speak like that clearly with intention, I was just like, come on now. Now, if you're firing the ring, it's only up from here. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. And for that to be her first, first, like, full-on interview promo, she did. So, good. But let's go to the comments. Okay, JD asked me, you know, even the G.I. Joe movies. Now, mind you, G.I. Joe was not my cup of tea, so I didn't see those movies with him in it. I just supported him in my heart, but I didn't go see that because G.I. Joe is just not my cup of tea. But if it is your cup of tea, then that's fine. Um, TK is in, and she said, damn, where is the time code to Steph losing her mind last week? LOL. Uh, she's trying to... Share me being crazy. She again. did
0: though. There was a scene where she was like, Yes. <laughs> 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 By Aaron. It's a whole thing.
2: Oh, TK stay trying to get me together on social media. It's so funny. Um, booty says, Hello, hello. Hey, thank you for coming in. Yeah, thank you guys for watching. But you know, we can all agree we are happy about the rise of Ava Rain. And um, it's almost to the point to where watching her is almost like you're almost forgetting that the schism is there, but not forgetting that the schism is there. So we just got to see how this plays out. But either way, I'm really excited. Yeah, JD, we get it. It was a fun moment. It was a fun moment for me. Okay, I was just really excited. I love Ava. Okay. But yeah, moving on to the next segment, because we do have other stuff to talk about. We got um, the start to a lot of women's action in this episode. We had a match between Kiana James and Thea Hale of Chase You. Now, Thea Hale was feeling a little bit, you know, excited as um, Andre Chase was hyping her up backstage. But then in the midst of that, she had a sad moment where she looked to the side of her and noticed, like, bro, like, how are we going to go out here? You know, and who's going to fly the flag? We're just making reference to the fact that Bodie Hayward is no longer with WWE because he did get let go in this round of small cuts that they made from NXT, which included other people as well. But Bodie Hayward was definitely one that was felt throughout the fandom. And it it made me sad, too, because I loved his spirit and what he brought to chase you. But we do definitely wish him the best in all of his endeavors. But Duke Hudson... Um, volunteered to fly the flag. And it was funny watching him fly the flag out there because at first he was kind of on the struggle bus a little bit because the flag kept wrapping around the pole. But then finally, he he unraveled it finally and then started flying it correctly. So Duke Hudson seems to be, you know, on the chase you train. So we're going to embrace that. But this match was pretty, um, pretty okay in the sense that her and Kiana James have had sort of like this back and forth rivalry. Um, And this, I believe, is their second or third match that they've had on NXT. And Kiana James seems to always get the best of her. Like, somehow, even when Thea Hale shows off the best of her ability, somehow or another, Kiana James uses all of her strategic knowledge that she has in her brain to overpower Thea Hale. So... In the end, Kiana James wound up winning the match with a pair of 401ks, but interestingly enough, before she won the match, there was a point where Thea was knocked out from the first 401k, and then Duke Hudson tried to put her foot on the rope, and the referee saw it and told him not to do that, and then Andre Chase told him, what are you doing? We don't cheat. We don't do that at Chase U. Go and leave the ring right now. You don't do that. And so Duke was getting ready to leave, but then as he was getting ready to leave, that was when the other 401k got hit on Thea Hale as she was distracted and Keanu James won the match again. So... This made me sad because I want Thea Hill to win because I love Chase U. But in the meantime, between time, let's go with Shay and tell me how you felt about this match and how you feel about the new direction of Chase U in light of Bodhi Hayward's um, release.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, when I heard about Bodhi being released, that was very shocking to me. Um, I wasn't really like that sold on him just because I felt like he didn't really have a finished product like him himself. I feel like he was so just chase you um, instead of even Thea. She has her own aspects and things that she brings to the group. Whereas I feel like Bodhi was more just the group, if that makes any sense at all. Um, But I did enjoy this match so much. I feel like Kiana's one of the best sellers in wrestling. I don't know if anybody pays attention to that. Her selling is so good. Um, And Thea has always impressed me in the ring, so I did enjoy this. I felt like it was kind of dumb with the whole chase. Like, we don't We don't win like this. I'm like, you just lost, so you don't win at all? You're telling me you don't win at all? Because I would have just took the win and then we talk about it later. You just lost. I don't know, I don't know. But I'm excited to see where this goes with Duke because I just want to see Duke being utilized because he is so talented. That is my thoughts. (laughs) Those
2: are pretty valid thoughts, like, and very surprising thoughts, too. So, you would have actually preferred if Thea got the win, even by underhanded tactics?
1: Listen, when later, when you look back on it, all you see is the W. That's all you see.
2: Dang, cold world, Shay, cold world. That is very cold, but hey I mean, I mean, I feel like you have To admire the idea that Chase U Doesn't want to, you know, win by That, and then they want to win by, you know Their abilities, you know And trying to do it the fair and square way But yeah I mean, I, I guess I get it I kind of get it, I don't know Like, but you know, they say Cheaters never really prosper But yeah Katrina, how did you Feel about it?
0: Uh, I I was a little, uh, I am sad that one of the members no longer there in regards to you kind of see like a squad, you kind of want the squad to keep going. Uh, and so that was unfortunate. But I I like both. I like both of them. I love that whole 401k to me it's like hilarious. When you think what a 401k really like means for like adults and stuff and it's like tedious and sometimes it has to get to make sure you got your stuff all in order. So how have that like a wrestling move to me is like actually really funny. Uh to me, uh to name a move. Uh but I I don't know. I kind of feel like kind of split on it cuz it's like I normally cuz I normally go for unless you're like Roman because hello uh i'm normally a person that is with faces and so i normally gravitate to the ones who do better and don't do underhanded. but if like i tell people all the time if i was wrestling i would feel like i would (laughs) teeter closer to the to the negative i feel like sometimes i think about certain things i'm like would i let you talk to me like this like no like uh (laughs) you know like if i was waiting for the undertaker am i gonna wait for you to walk down the ramp 20 years later god no we're gonna have to take it squared up right there you know if i might be losing i might be a little bit knocked out because you know i'm a tiny person and somebody like throws me down and i'm like oh wait, take me a little bit moment and my friend was like you know what katrina i got you let's put your Thank you, friend. And so I don't know. I feel like I kind of like I want to be like as a fan, I'm like, no goodness, but as a, if I was a re- I don't know if I'll be so like I respect that it's like universities sometimes could be real shady. We've been to college, you know. <laughs> sometimes university is a little shady, and you think look at that school but you're like, mm, what is this? You know, sometimes university is a little shady, and so the fact that there's supposed to be some moral integrity, I like that aspect of it, but I can't really fully say as a wrestler would I completely be against it only because there are moments So I'm like, I really feel like my thinking is like, hmm, I don't know if I'll be letting this slide. <laughs> my thinking is too much like, could it be me? Like kind of vibes that I'm just <laughs> like, I might be okay if the homie is like, I got you Katrina. I'll be like, you know what sis drinks after when I get myself up and dust off. Cause that's a lot of work, but you know, a drink, I, I feel like I, so I feel like I'm kind of tweening. I feel like I'll be like, <laughs> like, I want to be a straight heel because I have certain things I don't want to do, but I feel like I would definitely tween. So I don't, I mean, I kind of see it, I guess, but I understand the integrity part. I think that was like a cool aspect if you're holding on to your integrity as a face. I think that was cool.
2: Yeah. But then on top of that, I also like how Shay mentioned that Kiana James is a great seller. Um, That's something I've never paid attention to before in terms of her because I guess a part of me is just trying so hard to figure out what her gimmick is. But seeing as her finisher is called a 401k, maybe she's somebody that majored in business like maybe that's her thing the fact that she you know has such a business brain that maybe she you know majored in business and that she helps people with their finances or stuff like that maybe that's the deal but then she also has building deals too so I don't know maybe she's just an all-around business owner person but either way the comments are going crazy right now um (laughs) um because I said cold world, it looks like we have a, um, I, I don't know if this has ever happened before on women's wrestling talk, but we have an orange, um, donation, super chat thing. Um, thank you, Dwayne, for that. Um, and he said, that made me pop. Okay, that's so fantastic. I don't know how to do this. Um, <laughs> um. So, yeah. Um, much appreciate it. Thank you. But thank you. And in TK, so wow, I'm learning so much. Don't mess with Steph and Katrina. Don't at all. Like, don't get on our bad side. Part of it is a
0: New York thing. I tell people, like, listen, I think somebody posted something about New York earlier, and I was like, and then they said we'd say we're like the best at everything and we do everything first and but we are like, <laughs> like there's no argument there like of course we are that's what i would say this i would always up up new york and so maybe a part of it's that but also realistically i'm not like i'm nice but about that nice so it can't be just letting things slide so i feel like in certain aspects definitely a tweeter so yeah sorry tk <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah, like it really seems that, you know, you know, you probably could be a betweener between face and heel and stuff like that. And sometimes for some people, that's OK. Um, and I try my level best to be a baby face and all things, but just don't mess with me. Don't think that just because, you know, I'm a sweetie pie and I have the face of a doll that you can't mess with me. OK, <laughs> Like, don't think don't don't just no. we're just not going to do that um and I believe that Shay probably feels the same way too um I believe in the comments someone was saying that Shay uh might be a bit of a heel and that may be true
1: I'm a tweener for sure
2: oh yeah and then TK said oh wow New York style yes it's a New York tag team up in here it's it's great it's a New York tag team and then you got me Alabama,
0: <laughs> you are a soul sister of New York. You've been here too many times now. Like... I,
2: yeah, I have been there three uh, yeah, three times. You're right, but you know, honorary
0: New Yorker, not yeah, story, honorary New Yorker. New Yorker. You're one of us now.
2: Yeah, that's what a lot of people say. Respectful Alabama year, that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> yes, that's what we're gonna do, and that's we're, we're just gonna leave it at that. Respectful Alabama year, okay. So this was a really interesting match and like I said, I will pay more attention to Keanu James's selling style. Now that Shay's mentioned it, that's a really good point. I'm gonna pay more attention to that. Um what I will say is this, though. There was some type of um, other stuff involving Kiana James backstage with Brooks Jensen and um, Josh Briggs and Fallon Henley, speaking of Alabama. They were having a um, a backstage segment with McKenzie and with them interviewing and talking about, you know, how they feel about the landscape of the tag team division, um, Kiana James actually handed Fallon Henley like some papers. And it's just we don't know what the content of the envelope was, but I guess we just have to wait and see. But I guess it involved, It might involve Fallon or it might involve the boys. I don't know. But we just got to wait and see. So the next match was um, between big body Javier Bernal and a returning to the ring, Odyssey Jones. Now, we did see him return last week when he pulled up into um, – into the parking lot to try to cheer up Idris and Nofe and Malik Blade after their tag team title loss. Um, But that match was definitely stellar, was really good. Um, But we saw him, you know, roll up with these, with this truck full of women to try to cheer them up. And then we saw him a little bit backstage, of course, saying that him and um, coming from backstage from talking to HBK, saying that he was going to have a match, uh, telling Javier that he was going to have a match with him. So this is Um, what came of it now, of course, Odyssey Jones had been gone and they talked about on commentary how he was out with injury and it felt like he was out for like, almost more than a year or even a little bit over a year. But either way, you know, he was performing to the best of his ability, he was moving really quickly. His agility was on display in this match. Like he was slamming him over and over again, like the football player that they said he used to be. Um, I forgot what university they mentioned that he used to play for, but um, he really did use to play football out here. Um, so all of that was on display and he wound up slamming Big, um, big Body Javi to the mat for the win. So it was kind of a squash match, if you want to say, um, if you kind of want to call it that. But yeah, it was really good to see all this agility from Odyssey Jones and seeing that he now has a symbol of his own and that the entire crowd was really here for him. So I really like that. So Katrina, starting with you, how did you feel about um, this match between Javier and Odyssey?
0: Uh, I kind of did feel it was a bit of a squash. It was it, it, was, it was cool. I I liked the aspect that he was very dominating being a football player. And, you know, a lot of football players do end up wrestling uh, for some reason. I think there's a few of them that went to, like, the same team or was in the same school at some point. There's a few of them in WWE that apparently either played at the same school or played on the same team. And so... Um, I thought it was like, it was nice to kind of see, you know, him back and all, but I definitely felt like this match was a bit of a squash because it was like, oh, all right. (laughs) Like, okay. Like, we kind of like, he didn't get too much offense on on the match, but otherwise it was was nice to see them both, honestly. Uh, And so I'm hoping like next few weeks or months we can see more of, and it's not so much of a squash match because I did feel like it was, it wasn't as much offense that could have been there. It wasn't like a crazy squash when you're like, all right, seconds. Um, but it definitely wasn't one where there was like some major storytelling either. It was kind of quick. And so I'm hoping with that going on later on that, you know, we can get more from them. But it was nice to see him, especially because he was gone for a long time. And I'm like, oh, it's always nice to see somebody come back from like an injury and they're like looking better and they're moving better. And that's always good to see. So. Outside of, like, it being quick, I thought it was a nice little just kind of see them back, you know, both of them in NXT.
1: Yeah, what about you, Shay? Uh, I definitely agree with that. It definitely was a squash, which I hate it because I'm a big fan of Javi. I think he is so entertaining. He kind of reminds me of Grayson in that way of, like, they just know how to get on your skin. And they're entertaining. So just like, give him more matches where he's not being embarrassed, please. But I'm also happy to see Odyssey uh, Jones back. Cause I was confused a little bit. Cause I know sometimes we got reports when he's backstage at SmackDown, backstage at Raw. I didn't know what they were doing with him. So yeah, I'm glad he's here. Cause I think this is where he needs to be.
2: You were saying Odyssey? Um, Odyssey was
1: backstage at Raw, SmackDown or, or Javier? Yeah, like I'd say like maybe two three months ago i saw like a report that was like oh he's backstage i was like why why is he backstage um but luckily they did not pull the trigger and we're doing just fine
2: (laughs) okay cool um Yeah, I'm actually glad that he is back in NXT, too, because it sounded because it seemed as if they were kind of going in hot with him, even with Carmelo Hayes there, because of course, they were in the breakout tournament together for the men, the first one. And they were both fighting, you know, to get that opportunity for whatever title. And Odyssey Jones was honestly my favorite to win. I know it may not seem like it now, because of course, I love Carmelo. But at the same time, like at the time, I was really looking at Odyssey Jones to be next up. But Carmelo wound up winning. And then after that, you know, Odyssey was doing his thing and then he was out. So I am glad that he has returned. And like you said, Shay, and also like Katrina mentioned, I do want to see more from Javier where it's like it's not um him just being embarrassed because it seemed as if you know backstage he was bragging about this having this match against this mystery person and saying like oh yeah I can handle anything and I can beat all these people blah 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 and then when he found out it was Odyssey he was like oh he was choking like don't don't write a check that your ass can't catch like don't do that (laughs) Like you can't just do that. Like you gotta be able to step it up regardless of who it is. Be ready, okay? But because, yeah. <laughs> because my mom says that all the time, and that's so true. Yeah, your mom's a wise woman. Like you can't just be talking to all that big stuff, and then all of a sudden, you know, once it gets gets rough, you ain't got the funds. Like, no back up your funds don't don't walk up to the bank with insufficient funds it's not fun okay it's not fun but yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah tk laughing everyone's laughing but yeah that's just how i feel um but each your booty asked a pretty valid question she's saying could you imagine javi and grayson as a tag team ladies how are we feeling about javier and grayson waller as a team
0: maybe i feel like grayson knows a little too like would that work long term (laughs) with his ego like would that work long term would that be some discord at some point because his ego is like oh i'm better than everybody and like you know do you (laughs) i'm sorry i just saw a comment um like would that work with somebody who's like oh i'm better than you i'm better than everybody eventually you're gonna be like okay first of all let's not do any of this Uh, you know, and so I'm, like, I I mean, I can see it, but also how long would that team last?
2: I don't think it would last that
1: long at all. I don't think it would last long at all. And I also think maybe it could end up being like a pretty deadly thing, but I don't see that happening at all. Uh, They're just way too self-involved. Definitely should stay on opposite sides of the room at all times.
2: Yeah, I agree. I just feel like Grayson Waller would, would just get so cocky that he would think he made Javier, and I don't need that for him. Like, I made you. You wouldn't be nothing if it wasn't for me, blah, blah, blah. And I don't need that in my life. So, yeah, we're going to move on from that. But Odyssey Jones wound up winning the match um, against Javier. So, congrats to him. So, moving forward, we move to the one-year celebration for Miss number 21 on the PWI herself. No shade because, I mean, it was a good ranking. Um, to Miss Mandy Rose, who is, of course, a year-long NXT women's champion, and they advertised this celebration um all throughout this week and last week and stuff like that. But we got it cracking on Tuesday, and the girls looked good walking backstage. You had JC Jane in her black leather pants and her crop top. You had Gigi, my wife, looking fantastic per usual, but then you had Mandy who popped up in this little suit and i loved it (laughs) i loved it i was just like girl what I can't believe, like, her outfit was just so cute. Like, the the fishnet stockings, the boots, like, just the whole get-up, her hair, her necklace, everything was just so cute. And, of course, you know, she got dolled up as the champion that she knows she is. And the other girls got dolled up with her, too. So, it was beautiful. I liked it. I liked it a lot. And, yes, TK, Gigi Dolan is my wife. She just is. I'll explain it to you offline, but she just is. So, as the girls came in the ring, they, um, basically bigged up Mandy Rose and said all these beautiful things about her. And then they switched over and basically told her to look at the screen because they created like a whole little montage of her and her journey in WWE as a whole and not just in NXT. And they showed her, um, of course, when she was the blonde, blonde beautiful girl from Absolution with Sonya Deville, her being on the cover of Muscle and Fitness, hers, and all the moments that she's had, you know, so far, in WWE on the main roster, and then they showed her moving to NXT, and then, of course, making her, de- her re-debut along with Toxic Attraction with her new brunette hair, and which took some time for me, you know, it took some time to grow on me because I was just so used to seeing her the blonde, but then the more she did with it, the more I started to actually love her in brunette, so it was gorgeous, and then, it showed her first winning the title. Like, literally, I had almost forgotten that she had beaten Raquel Rodriguez for that title. But, yeah, she did. Even though it was with help, but still, you know, and shenanigans, she still won it. Um, And then they showed all of her victories, all of her entrances, and all of the things that she's done so far. And as they were sitting on the couch watching it, you know, after this montage was over, they stood back up, and Mandy told the girls, thank you. And she cut probably what I would believe is probably one of the best. Promos that I've ever heard her cut Outside of her saying how She's beautiful and how people are Jealous of her and all that other stuff like she used To say this time Miss Mandy got on the microphone And spoke like some really hot Stuff like she said that So many people you know Underestimated her and thought that you know Once she came to the main roster they Thought that she was just there because she looked Good or she was just placed in certain Situations because she was just this beautiful, you know, centerfold. Um, she called herself what Sonia Deville called her during the pandemic, a centerfold B word. And literally that's what a lot of people really thought of her. Like they really thought that she was just eye candy that she wasn't anything serious and that she only wanted to be there for the attention it gave, as opposed to being there to be an athlete. And she mentioned that going to NXT was the best choice that she made for herself. And in finding Gigi and JC, you know, they created and became a dominant female faction and that people really should you know start respecting her a whole lot more um, in terms of not only just her action but just in terms of what she's accomplished in the year. And it was really good and it was all cool until she got interrupted by Miss Albafire. Who is still angry about the idea that she lost her title match at Halloween Havoc? Because even though she tried to get rid of the other two, Gigi and JC, in the haunted house, they still found their way out and interfered. So she interrupted the celebration, tore up the pictures, beat up security, and slammed Gigi through the table and told Mandy on the microphone that she is going to take out every member of toxic attraction until I take that title from you. So it's looking like we have a rematch getting crack in between the two. So starting with Katrina, how did you feel about this segment and how do you feel about the idea that Alba is coming back to get it in blood?
0: So this is one of the things I actually didn't get to see. Uh, And so I kind of saw like afterwards. Uh, so as i've said previously wasn't a fan of mandy i'm actually still not really a fan i still feel i still a little bit uh, mm, about miss miko some like we just mm, there's a red for another day i still feel the way that she beat her technically because hello it's miko like do you see this like she can wrestle her ass off and so I'm a little mad I'm still mad that they had her win and become the undisputed both for both NXT and NXT UK however I as I said previously I do respect that she's clearly gotten better like she can sit here and act like she was no sis you got better (laughs) it's okay to admit that you wasn't at best when you first got to the w you she definitely was and i'm taking like men out of this i mean in general it was eye candy her gimmick was eye candy it's like you were sonia was the one that kind of did the ass kicking and then mandy was there like she was the pretty one and so i liked that she and i don't know if maybe that's why they went brunette with her to kind of take off the blondes, do better, and whatever that, you know, WWE tends to do sometimes. Uh, and she came back and she clearly got better. I do like that, clearly, the faction has helped her. She made it to the hunt, a, a year as a champion, which I thought I would never see uh, with her in WWE ever, <laughs> be honest. I never thought I would see her. But then I think about like how when Trish first came and when she first started and she came back better. And then she wound up being a champion multiple times and so I take it as like not I don't want to say Trish Stratus method but like as far as like knowing you probably need to tweak something and then come back better and so I respect that she did that um however as I said I want Albert to take the title for her <laughs> so I am all for her flipping people through the tables and would do what she do sis. you're gonna take down all of them do what you need to, like I feel like she as you said earlier wrote a check that she can cash okay she's talking all that and I was like yes <laughs> do you sis okay I want her to take the title I felt like there were other ones that look but I feel like if we're going to someone who can truly give her like I feel like it's it's her I I see it I would love to see what she can do uh as the NXT woman champion like solo without what she was in NXT UK and so I'm okay with this. I, I'm fine with the fact that she we get a rematch and maybe she, Mandy had her little year celebration of oh, you came a long way from when you first got here and she gave a better promo on her and that's great. But now this thank you, Alba. Let's just beat this along. Let's end this year reign. Like you got your celebration, yay! Now let's burn it all down with Alba. I'm all, I'm all for it. Guess that seems more like the heel situation but <laughs> burn it all down now she had her year it's it's time let it go it's fine so I'm okay with this honestly oh. well say okay. how do you I'm, feel about it <laughs> uh, oh my
1: gosh she said burn it down I okay. can't um but I mean it's the music I'm sorry uh yeah I mean I am I like I like Mandy I know that you, you guys like you know half and half but I'm very for Mandy I've always saw that she was like a work in progress um, from the very beginning. Um, And I also felt like them wearing the hat, was that the only one that felt like she was doing like a Nikki Bella callback? Because I feel like they've always kind of compared those two because Nikki Bella at the time, people would say, oh, you can't be a champion. You can not be champion for this long. You're not the type or whatever like that. And then also same thing with Mandy. So when I saw the little, I don't know why, but the red, um, you know, hats with the, you know, the back always reminds me of Nikki Bella. So I always felt like, oh, is she kind of calling back to Nikki? Because I feel like they are similar in a lot of ways, which is not a bad thing. Um, But I am over Alba. We've had enough matches with these two. I love Alba. Here's the thing. I love Alba, like, as a wrestler, everything. Like, that's my girl. But, like, we're on the third time. I am tired of seeing these two women ring. So she better win. Or she, no, no more. No more, Alba. If you don't win this time, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to smell fire. I don't.
2: See, Shay, here's the thing. As much as I love Alba Fire and as much as I respect her and everything she did in NXT UK as the longest reigning women's champion of the modern era, I have to agree with you. Um... I agree with you, Shay, in the sense that Alva's saying that that she wasn't going to stop until she took out J.C. and Gigi. From my recollection, you tried to do that before. You did that at Halloween Havoc. It's like you beat these girls up in a haunted house. You stuffed them in freezers and had zombies come after them. And they were supposedly stuck in this haunted house. And they still found a way to come back and still, you know, distract you to the point to where you couldn't win the match um so even though that is shenanigans um with how Katrina puts it and that is true it's just the fact that you tried to get rid of them before and you couldn't do it so easily so what makes you think this time is going to be any different that's that's what I'm questioning
0: I feel like they need not to be involved now if they're not now this is where i will be okay if she's completely gone against mandy meaning there's no distractions there's no toxic attraction waiting in the wings and she still lose then all right you lost on your own but i'm i'm like we can't be sitting here acting like mandy was doing all this because she has not she had a lot of her matches she did win with help. Quite a few of them, actually. She won with some kind of interference from her squad. And I know that's heel stuff and heels tend to heal. But, you know, a haunted house, if you're like me, that's that's nothing. Like, okay, you find your way out and you get to go. And, like, that's not, it's not like it's like a, like, you know, with some real ghosts. It's like a regular haunted house with some actors. Like, since she, I don't know what she thought she was going to do with that. But that was not the thing to do if you were trying to really get rid of them. Like, sis, how are you going to put them? Like, that's probably fun. Like, I like haunted houses. Like, okay, let's get to the end. (laughs) She was having
2: fun in the house.
0: So I feel like if it was (laughs) one of those vibes, they probably had a good old time. It came out. (laughs) So it's like, maybe she should have tried a different thing that wasn't a Halloween haunted house. And I'm like, sis, we like those. Like, even if you don't really like scary things, you might like a haunted house during Halloween. That might be the exception to the rule. Like you might want to be like, oh, okay, it's gonna be a little good old time with some buddies. I just feel like, you know, if they have it where there's no distractions, meaning they have to stay away from the ring and she still lose, then I'll be like, all right, sis, well, clearly mm, something ain't, ain't jamming here in, in NXT. But if she like has it again where they're interfering, did she lose it fairly? Like is it was it like a clean loss where she just like kind of sucked and she lost? It's like, no, she's Mandy kind of has help a lot of the time. I think the whole triple threat was the one time she really didn't have any help. She won her own. Still mad about that, but she won her own. And so that was a little bit of a better victory than the other ones where you're kind of having the squad kind of helping you out to keep your belt and accept. So. I feel like I can agree if it's a match where there's no interference from them. And if she loses, I'm like, all right, sis, just let it go. Kind of what we were saying about JD with his thinking he needs to have bronze title. I'm like, bro, you literally lost <laughs> multiple times. so. Um, but uh, yeah, if it's done like that, I'll be like, all right, move on, sis. Move, Just let it go. Talk to your therapist, cry about it and move on. But if it's like a situation where the last one was kind of interference, I'm like, well, maybe this, why you she mad? Because <laughs> she keep being interfered. Like, maybe don't interfere. Let her take that out. Because actually, I would talk more crap if I beat you honestly. The crap I will talk. I would talk. Like, me personally, I'm going to talk crap to the end. Like, mm, you're done. You know, something like that. So I feel like if we move along from it, it has to be where there's no interference from toxic attraction.
2: Yeah, I think to your point cat with there being no interference and there has to be a stipulation. Each booty actually mentioned that before you said that. Um um they were saying I think there's going to be a stipulation in that match that's going to happen in 2 weeks like a steel cage or inferno because this has happened twice already to Shay's point. Yep. And um they also said I tend to agree. I like Alba, but there's so many other people. Um and they were also saying that they wanted Saray to take it from Mandy because she and Cafe broke Mandy's face. And that she also beat Wendy Chu cleanly. Ah, uh, well, okay. Yeah, so I mean... Oh, there are so many possibilities with this. Alba Fire could win and wound up having, you know, a really long run with the title. And there could be a stipulation in there. You know, you never know. We still have time before, you know, they fight each other. But then in the meantime, they could have somebody else waiting in the wings to challenge Mandy. Maybe Trinity Naomi. You never know. I mean, that's just my crazy theory. You just never know. But, yeah, this celebration was definitely good, and I really enjoyed Mandy's promo because she was talking about all the ways in which people, you know, have, you know, underestimated her all of this time and how she has improved and how this is, you know, her NXT. So, it was a really good promo, and I love them, and I still want Gigi to marry me. So, yeah. Um, That was good. So moving forward after that, there was a promo that I missed that came from Scripps, who left another cryptic message. And I want to ask Shay, who do you think Scripps is?
1: Oh, I don't know. See, at first I was like, it's a Dijakovic, but then I was like, no, it's not Dijakovic, because he had his own uh promo later on uh, in the show. Right. So right. I'm like, who is this person like i really can't think but like just with how nxc has been lately i don't want to think of it as someone i could like in my mind think of i'm thinking it's going to probably be someone who's from the performance center someone they've hired because they've been so like pro pushing their new newer talent so i'm less inclined to think oh maybe it's you know someone i know of or someone from the main roster coming back like so i'm just like I i really have no idea yeah, it's kind of
2: hard to put together, but in my mind, I was thinking, now I was just thinking, now last week I said it could be Adam Cole, which is a very weird um crazy prediction to make because I just like to make crazy predictions but then another part of me thought just thought now like it could be someone else from NXT UK um and that's still pretty cool because you have the likes of Oro Mensa who did very well in the ladder match for the NXT North American title so I mean you know it could be somebody from NXT UK but you never know
0: but um Katrina, have your thoughts changed about scripts and who you think Chris Scripps is? No, I I, I kind of was, like I said before, I feel like it's probably going to be somebody we least expect because, like, you know, oh, it might be this person, but I feel like to make it really, like, who could it be that we know that will be like, oh, man. Like, you know, I feel like you have to, in the way these messages are coming in, it has to either be somebody we truly, truly don't expect or somebody, we like, either coming back down to NXT and we're unaware of that, or somebody we don't really know much of. I feel like that's the way that can work, where I'll be like, oh, okay, let's see what we're going to do. Like, as much as, you know, Adam Cole was all NXT, like... (laughs) like, I, I mean, he got his woman and all. I feel like he's in a good space, that as much as we may miss him with his you know, squad in NXT, that's not going to happen. So I feel like it has to truly, like, I'm trying to think who could, I'm like, ooh, oh, okay. Like, yeah, surprise me. You Put a wool over my eyes. I feel like I can't even think of somebody that I'll be like, oh, I didn't expect that. So I don't know, honestly. It could really honestly be like anybody either from the main roster or somebody that was gone for a little minute kind of forgot about them. Or as Shana said, maybe somebody who signed and they kind of was like waiting to see that this can be a good debut for them.
2: Yeah, you just never know. It's hard. You just never, ever know. Um, In the comments, each booty is saying Isla Dawn. I think it's going to be Isla Dawn or someone from the PC. That's a good, you know, um, prediction as to who it is. But either way... These, they're just so cryptic, and I love it and hate it at the same time. But either way, that's what we've got going on there. So, moving on from scripts, we had another woman's match between Zoe Stark versus Indy Hartwell. And of course, backstage, they showed them having a little bit of a, um, Excuse me. A little bit of a um scuffle and an argument because of course zoe Stark is still pissed off about having lost the women's tag team titles to Team Casey Squared. Um Shay, I called um Kayden Carter and Katana chance Team Casey Squared because their names begin with K and C. That's um as best friends. So that's what I call them. That's my nickname for them. Um So they lost to them and Zoe is really pissed off about it. And she seems to be so pissed off about that. She's just going around picking fights and taking frustrations out on everybody. And her and Indy Hartwell got into a little bit of an argument. And so they challenged each each other to a match. And, Zoe was using, was trying to calm down, and Nikita was really trying to get her to calm down and, you know, be about peace and love, like she kept saying over and over again. But Zoe was really showing the best of what she had to offer in this match. Like she was kicking all kinds of butt in this match. There was one point where she did a backflip off of, the, off of the second rope from the outside onto Indy, and I was just like, girl, you better pop off, you know? And then there was even one point where she got frustrated and she was beating the um the commentary desk over and over again, and it scared Booker and um, Vic. But, you know, and of course, here again, Nikita was still trying to get her to calm down. And even in this picture, you see, like, You had, like, a clothesline from her and everything. And then in the next picture, I'm sorry. um, I'm slow. Um, (laughs) You have um, Indy Hartwell, you know, hitting her with all of her big moves and stuff. But in the end, after um, Zoe was trying to fight with herself to try to, like, hit her or knock her through something or use like some type of weapon she decided to change her mind and not do it and Indy Hartwell wound up kicking her in the head and hitting a clothesline for the win and of course this frustrated Zoe Stark even further and then she went backstage with Nikita and Nikita was still trying to calm her down um but it didn't really help that much Now, of course, the two girls, Nikita and Zoe, will have their rematch um, against Team KC Squared. Um, And the team, the champions actually did confront them backstage and said, look, if your performance was anything like that, you are not going to be ready to face off against us next week. And yeah, they just had a little, you know, tit for tat with each other. And then after that, that was pretty much it for them. So Katrina, how did you feel about this match and the performance of Zoe and Indy? And how do you feel about Indy going just being mad? Like seriously.
0: I'm I'm good. I like that Indy's giving more time. Like I, I've I felt like I've said so many times, but like I hate it that I didn't know where they was going with her direction. And that she was always attached to like a group. And so we wasn't sure how she would be on her own. And then in the beginning, she was losing a lot. And so I do like that they're finally putting some off behind her where she's winning. I think that's good. I still don't know really what her character is per se. uh, But I like that they look like they're trying to back her into something. And so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, just because I saw the comment. I don't think she's ready for Raw uh, just yet. I don't think she's ready for Raw SmackDown uh, just yet. I think she needs a little bit more time. But I do want her to reunite with Dex because that was my couple. Index was, uh, I love them. And so I do, you know, as my little heart likes the sappiness, I want them to reunite at some point. But I do think she still needs a little bit more time in NXT. Uh, it was a little weird seeing Zoe like this because she can wrestle. And so I get being upset that she lost, but it's a, it's a weird thing to be angry to the point where Nikita got to be like, okay, sis, when out of the two of them, she's the more experienced one. So it was a really odd like thing to kind of see Nikita trying to calm her down when Nikita's kind of the newbie in wrestling, you know? Like she hasn't been, do- like you feel like with your experience, you know, sometimes you don't get, the- and you, kinda, you get, it's okay to be frustrated. That's a very normal reaction. But to be that angry, I was like, It was a very weird, I didn't know how to like take that because it was just like, but why are you this mad as if you didn't lose to Mandy Rose? (laughs) You know, like you you lost the main championship match and granted it was shenanigans in that match too. But the point was you wasn't even that mad about that. And you came back like this was you coming back from being gone for a while. You know, she was gone for a while and then she came back and it was like, oh, then she won the tournament. All to do that and lose, and she didn't react to how she reacting. So I'm like, This tag team belt is making you this upset. Like, why are you depressed about some again? Not saying you don't want to have a title matcher. Of course, if you want to be a champion, you want a belt, and it's fine. But I just thought it was a really weird reaction to losing it a tag team title with a teammate she just kind of got paired up with the last couple of weeks, but you wasn't this upset when you lost a championship and you had a good showing at a tournament which kind of made you the number one contender and so it was a really weird thing for me i didn't understand how she was that upset to the point where it distracted her from my match and even to be that upset when nikita is still your ta- If you're still going as a rematch wouldn't you want to be on the same accord with your tag team partner and so if you're in a weird space with her how well do you think you're going to win the next match if you're angry at something that's not necessarily her fault because you both that's a Lost, you kind of take as a team. And so this is both you and you're like, oh, but I'm mad. And she's like, I feel like that's a weird thing going into another tag team match, trying to win titles, if that's the headspace you're in. And why are you just more aggressive about it than you was when you fought Mandy? She moved log from Mandy, kind of, kind of quickly, actually. I was like, oh, you don't want to rematch? <laughs> I remember I was thinking she was going to take the belt, too. And I was like, well, get your rematch Just the next minute she's tag teaming. And I'm like, oh, all right. Well, never mind. There goes that story, you no for me. And so it just really strange that this is the reaction to losing the tag team titles, but you wasn't this upset when you could have had the main title and people was kind of behind that too. I don't know. It just didn't really sit. I, I didn't understand it.
2: You know, I never thought of it that way. Um, But then you also have to think about it. Like, the tag team titles were the first titles that I guess Zoe Stark won in NXT. So maybe she has more of a sentimental tie to that one. And maybe that's the reason why she was she's really that angry. And then when you look at the match that her and Nikita had against Team KC Squared and how amazing that was, even though they had to restart it, and how they were really coming in hot and how it was close but no cigar with them in that match that's probably why she's so angry because she felt like they were like this close, that's probably why. Um, but I do get your point about not being as angry with not with not winning the NXT Women's Title in terms of her being a singles thing. But maybe she feels like she operates better in a tag team. I don't know. That's just me sort of playing to the other side of it. But I don't know. But Shay, how do you um, feel about how did you feel about this match and the and the direction of Zoe and Nikita?
1: I liked it. I enjoyed the whole back and forth because I feel like they both got their licks in. Um, Unfortunately for Zoe, she is falling victim to them trying to find a way to occupy Nikita before they're ready to push her on to Mandy. Like, it's so obvious. They just want to give this... She's going to lose it, and she's going to attack Nikita, and then they're going to go into a program. It's like clear as day to me, and so I'm just like... It's unfortunate Zoe you're just a pawn in a story for someone else's rise to the top
2: dang Shay another cold world comment like you really think that Zoe is being used as a placeholder um for Nikita and her rise to the top Sad, yeah
1: no seriously it's it's obvious, because at first they wanted to be tag champs. Then when they saw, I feel like they checked the temperature of online sometimes with certain things. And the temperature was definitely not giving give them the titles. It was, it was not good. So I feel like this is just something to kind of like give Nikita something to do, because they're still trying to figure out who's going to take that title off of Mandy. Whoever takes it will probably be like the transitional champion. And the person who wins it after that will actually be the person that's meant to have it.
2: Mm, it's a very different um opinion very spicy mindset i like it i like it i like it hmm you never really know but i have seen that discourse the fact that a lot of people some people online do feel that they're trying to set up nikita to be the next girl and a lot of people have mixed feelings about her being the girl for various reasons that we won't necessarily get into here, but it's just, I almost feel like I wouldn't necessarily, I don't hate Nikita Lyons in the least, bit at all, I feel like she has, you know, a good base to start with, but I don't necessarily know if she's really ready, ready to be a champion right now. I mean, in terms of singles work, like, I don't think she's, she's not. really ready.
0: <laughs> I'm um, definitely but- not. I don't, I don't think, think she is either. She's, she's ready still, to be the champion. She, she still cares. has too many things I catch in matches that I'm like, mm, gotta turn that up," because as a champion, you know how wrestling fans can be very brutal. But social media wrestling fans are even worse. <laughs> so yeah. you can't be be the champ doing some of the things I call her doing in the ring like that. They will eat her alive. I don't think she'll be able to. And. I'm not saying people should be mean on Twitter. Like I might tell you what I say, but I'm not going to personally go find their at and that that's unnecessary. It's a little bit too much. Uh, But I do think she definitely needs some tuning before she's even, I'm like, even with the tag team things, I'm like Zoe's the experienced one. And maybe that's what I threw her with her. But I'm like, why are you even this high in a tournament when you still like some of the teams that they went through? I was like, so we're we gonna ignore, okay. I see like they're trying to keep her active. Like she, like I definitely see they're trying to keep her busy, but she definitely does need some more fine-tuning. She is not ready to be no main champion yet. But
2: that is also uh-huh. weird though, because a lot of people did also say that about, um, and I hate to throw this in here because that is a completely different promotion or a different show. A lot of people said that about Jay e. Cargill too that she wasn't necessarily ready, or in their opinions, they felt like she was a little bit too green, but at the same time, she was still working on her craft, and then she did become TBS champion, and she still is, so I wonder if it's a different standard there between Jade and between Nikita, like, I don't know, it's just, I I don't know, I just, hmm,
0: It's kind of hard i mean i'm appreciative of jade she's black woman in this type of role and so that's always good but i also did say she was a bit green she's gotten better and you can see she's gotten better but in the beginning that whole undefeated streak i side-eyed every time
1: Mm. there's
0: no way i'm believing you're just undefeated and you can do this correctly i'm gonna have to mm. and so there's a couple of times where i'm like you face this opponent and you won okay i mean i guess if it works uh, there's a couple of times I definitely said I did too. I like to say I'm glad she's been training with uh, Daniel uh, Brian Danielson because he's a phenomenal wrestler. I'm you know, I'm sure his wisdom and his training is like priceless. Uh, and so that's good on her. It truly is. I respect anybody knowing I got a tweak because like I gotta get better. I respect that. And I'm glad again she's a black woman kind of holding a title in a place where we kind of had the side eye how the women's division is ran and how they do people of color in there, especially the black. Like we have to, mm, you know, we have are going to totally hook on rats about how they do that women's division over there. And I do not understand it. I don't understand how sometimes he gets very defensive when you ask a question. And so I have my thoughts. And so it's nice to see a black woman representation. And she's also a built black woman you know it's you know and it's not like she's like angry black woman either she's like oh i'm pretty i'm and it's like that vibe and it's not like angry black woman you know and so that's good but i definitely out a few of her wins because i'm like sis how <laughs> how did you like because she needed to tweak things I mean, i'm like if you're going to be an unstoppable force you have to come out from the gate like damn they're perfect for me to buy that personally like anytime somebody has like that undefeated streak i'm like you better come in hot every time that i can't even see that something's wrong because you're supposed to be this undeniable force and so when i see that i'm like how mm, i'm supposed to buy this and so again i respect that she's where is at i think it's a great thing especially for the women's division but i definitely said i my opinions was the same with both in regards to you might need to tune some things. But at least she's been working on it. So with her, she's had some time to work on it. Nikita ain't there for the way they've been trying to push her. I'm like, sis needs some time. (laughs) She needs more time. And and I feel like because I don't know how the, you know, the fan base is when they watch A.A.W., but I've seen enough of how the NXT tweeting is happening. When I like, I've watched NXT during like people live tweeting and sometimes people are brutal. Like she's, you know, people like obviously men like the aesthetic like that was a big thing like oh she's thick and all this other stuff but that does not make you a wrestler so just she can if she can tweak and tune some things where I'm not catching it too much then I feel like at that point if they make her a champion I will be more accepting of that than me believing she's supposed to be undeniable when she lives like a couple times she completely missed things and i was like but how <laughs> and i'm not again saying i can do what wrestlers do because i truly cannot i a time we would be fighting for real you touch me like this and so um but i didn't understand something she kind of missed and i'm like but how was that even possible and so for things that she's like missing and like she just need a tweak and if she can does that, and I can say maybe a year, I'm saying like maybe a year, if I see her back in the title picture, I will be more accepting of that as a fan. Now, absolutely not. I'm just like, no. If y'all going to sit here because the audience is fiending about the body type, that's a that's, a, that's a stupid reason. <laughs> She's going to get on a champion and they're going to eat her alive. Wrestling fans are horrible sometimes, but I think social media makes them worse. I feel like they make them more extra because they're behind screens.
2: Yeah, that's true. I just brought that up for the sake of conversation. Um, uh, Shay, how do you feel about that?
1: Um, Yeah, no, she definitely is very green. um, But I think they're still trying to occupy her. And I think Zoe is a great person to go against to definitely see what she has when it comes to her in-ring ability. So we'll see where Zoe leaves her when this is over. Because I tell i'm telling you now it's it's she's gonna turn on her when they lose again
2: oh that's gonna be brutal and i hate that because zoe because it's like they showed in that clip when zoe and nikita were having that interview before their first tag team title match like zoe was the one who kind of took her in and actually helped to train her a little bit you know as nikita was getting started so maybe hopefully during this time together you know when Zoe isn't so mad um she can actually help Nikita fine tune those things and hopefully Nikita will continue to grow and get better before she is a champion and you know um even though they may seem new a little bit now you know you just never know how they'll rise to the occasion and actually possibly get better so you just never know so the future is still bright as long as um Zoe doesn't let herself and her mindset get dark so Moving forward, <laughs> um, we did have another women's match. Jesus, all the action between Miss Cora Jade and Valentina Feroz. Now, this kind of came in the midst of Valentina trying to navigate her friendship with Sanga, and she asked him if he was going to be out there, you know, to be her moral support, and he kind of declined a little bit, and she was disappointed, but she said she was going to go out there anyway and face um, Cora, and then Cora came out there with that kendo stick or whatever, still trying to look like um, uh, somewhat of a badass, but whatever. Um, She... She just gets on my nerves a little bit. I just don't like how she did Roxanne. But either way, um, this match was still pretty good. Um, even though Cora was still making fun of Valentina Perez- Feroz during the match, Valentina showed a lot of her um, high-flying um, action here, like as you see, but Cora moved out of the way. Um, Cora was able to jump on her and use a little bit more of her offense against Valentina to try to just take advantage of it. And Valentina really was trying her best um, here in this match. But Cora J even hit a running back elbow into the ropes, and then she choked her out on the second rope. Um, But in the midst of that, um, after that point... um, Cora Jade wound up winning the match, and then she was yelling at her, and she was just like, yeah, I won the match. Like, who do you think you are? You're in my ring. You're in my NXT. You know, this is my place or whatever. But I'm just like, yeah, this is your place. But, girl, you don't run nothing. You don't have a title. You lost your best friend. All you have is a stick. But either way, whatever. Um, As she was barking at her and continued to beat up on her after she lost the match, Wendy Chu comes out and makes the save. And then as um freaking, um well, actually, Wendy Chu was watching backstage as Valentina was um asking Sanga about his allegiance. But then she came to the aid of Valentina. And then as Cora was trying to swing on her with the kendo stick, Wendy ducked it. And then she knocked it out of her hands and then tried to swing on Cora. But here again, Miss Cora ran away. Um, like the chicken that she is, and was looking all dastardly up at the ring like she did something. But my thing is, girl, you didn't do anything. You ran away. Like, stop. But whatever. Um, Well, actually, let me switch it up and ask Shay, um, how did you feel about this match, and how do you feel about Wendy Chu um, being next to come after Cora
1: Jade? I mean, I like the match for what it was. I don't think it was like this five star classic but it was a good match for what it was and I think that there's a small storyline being built with um, Valentina for us she's losing all these people first it was Ulyssa Leon who got the knee injury and now she's losing Sangha so there's something brewing there and I think there's you know potential she's very talented in the ring um, and Cora is a bona fide star like from her entrance her presentation her mic skills her music is amazing she's a star. Um, and Wendy, I think she's just someone to hold Cora over until Roxanne comes back because Roxanne, I don't know where she is, she just disappeared. Um, but I definitely don't think it's over between them two, uh, even though I would rather it would be, but yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. And I do kind of wonder where Roxanne is. But you know how sometimes, you know, after a really big win, just like with Braun, you know, they'll take a couple of weeks off before they pop back up again. So maybe um, she's okay. Maybe she's just taking a break because that match for your encore was really brutal. I'm not going to lie. It was brutal. And they did do a great job. And I'm glad that Roxanne won because, of course, you know, you can't just break that girl's heart and just think you're just going to run off scot-free. Um, which is something that Cora likes to do a lot. She just likes to run from run from the things that she does and makes and makes it everybody else's fault, like a classic narcissist. But Katrina, how did you feel about this?
0: It was okay, match. It wasn't bad. Um I am interested to kind of see what they're gonna do about Valentina though. Uh it's, it's nice to see there was like a lot of women in this episode. And so I'm always like, Hmm, how are you going to make this person where we can remember them in like two weeks or a month. And so I'm hoping they do something with that. As far as Cora Jade, well, mm, sis, I didn't like what she did to Roxanne either. And so every time I'm just like, mm, I hope Wendy just get her, you know, with a pillow because she likes to sleep in Get get a couple of pillows knock her out a couple of times. and It's fine. You know, I, I, I love Wendy. Uh, but I just, mm, Cora just get, got on my bad side when she did that to poor Roxanne, who was doing nothing but being great. Okay. But not to rant on that again, <laughs> but um, with that being said, I, I mean, I'm not sure, but I'm hoping they, like I said, I feel like I was trying to give Wendy a storyline that they, they kind, of, kind of goes away for a little bit. And so I'm hoping that if they're really printing her on a story, with Cora and they truly moved away with Cora and Roxanne because Roxanne got the final laugh uh, per se, then they do some justice with Wendy in this story and give her some, and not like she has like a one-off match and then she's kind of gone for a couple of weeks and she pops back up. I'm hoping they don't do that with her, but for what it was, it was decent.
2: I agree. And um I also agree that it that I do wonder, you know, about the direction of Valentina Faroz, but at the same time I felt like um she did pretty okay in this match. Um but it's just that when it comes to Cora, it's just she just is it's just so funny for her to sort of come back and act like you know you're you're this you know you're carrying around this big stick literally. Um, but it's just like you're acting like you want something, and it's just like, man, no, you didn't. Like you lost, and you're acting like you, you're just all this hot stuff. And I'm just like, girl, I need for you to calm down, humble thyself. You like, stop it, stop it. And then I'm just glad that honestly she's the one. I feel like I'm glad that Wendy Chu might be the one to humble her a little bit more, because she could stand a little bit more humbling, because she. Uh, but either way, whatever. Um, then after this match, we had a segment with Tony D'Angelo and Stax backstage talking about um business and certain things. And Tony was trying to, you know, give Stax a little bit of encouragement in terms of being a boss or whatever. But then backstage, we had a little bit of appearance from Miss Electra Lopez, who made her appearance last week on NXT and said that she is um. Glad to be her own boss and how she actually kind of likes it. And Stax actually asked Tony, like, do you think she really has what it takes to be her own boss? And then Tony, weirdly enough, co-signed it and said, yeah, I do. And I thought that was really cool and interesting. And a nod to their past history, because, of course, her and Legato were attached to that family after um, Santos and him had their little rivalry going on. They, ha- they were connected to the family until they separated. And then Elektra stayed in NXT. And, of course, Legato was on SmackDown now was Zelina Vega which is great because I love her. But yeah, um, that was a really cool nod to some NXT history there. Um, How are we feeling about um, Electra Lopez and her return and what we can come to expect from her as a solo um, performer?
0: I like it. I was a little sad that she wasn't with her squad, not gonna lie. Uh, But I love Zelina too. So it's like, like oh sadness but oh yay because <laughs> I like Selena but I'm interested to see now what they're going to do with her Solo. They're gonna really like get behind her or is it going to be I don't want her to be lost in the shuffle per se and so hopefully they really put some off behind her
1: Um yeah I mean I'm happy for her because I did think she wasn't really 100% ready for the main roster so I think if they were going to get anybody to take that role Selena was the perfect uh, person to do that Um, And I think she has a lot of potential. I mean, she has everything. She has the whole package. She just needs to tweak the in-ring a little bit more, but I do think she has a lot of potential and I'm excited to see where it goes
2: as I'm I, as am I, I'm very excited for her. Um, And I was sad. I agree with the both of you. I was really sad when she did separate from Legato. But Zelina is perfect in that role because she's the ultimate manager. The queen from Queens is amazing. So I am glad that they do have that getting together. But at least now Electra does get to stand on her own two feet and be and, you know, figure out how to blaze her own trail. So I am excited about that. But moving on to our main event, because this show was really stacked. We had a lot going on. Moving on to our main event, we had the NXT Tag Team match between Pretty Deadly and, of course, the NXT champion Braun Breaker and the NXT North American champion Wes Lee. This match um, was pretty good from the parts that I did see um of course everyone was showing the best of everything they had you had Braun breaker's power and his brawling style and his intensity mixed with wesley's high flying style um and you also had all the craziness and the craftiness of pretty deadly in this match um lots of close calls as you can see right here in this picture wesley had um had a had almost took a pin there but did not um, but either way, this match was still really good. There was one point where, um, Wesley really did get isolated in the match, which is a very smart tag team tactic to use. He got isolated for a while, but then he managed to send, um, pretty deadly outside of the ring after a while. And then he made a mad dash to Braun for the tag, who basically hit a double suplex on. Pretty Deadly before throwing Wesley onto both of them but what's so funny is during their match and while all this amazing stuff was going on um and when it looked like they could have taken the titles away from Pretty Deadly guess who decided to pop back onto the scene after losing the latter match Mr. Money Mellow himself Carmelo Hayes and he came back and he dumped Wesley to the floor, which allowed for Kit Wilson of Pretty Deadly to steal the pinfall. So Pretty Deadly wound up retaining their tag team titles. And then after that point, um, Braun Breaker was looking kind of stunned at first, but then before he could even look stunned, Vaughn Wagner wound up attacking him from behind and um, By giving him a big boot, and he just attacked him a little bit more. And that was how it ended. But then that's how the match ended, rather. But as this was going on backstage, Apollo Crews was watching because, of course, he's saying that he wants to be next in line to challenge for Braun Breaker's title. But as he was watching, you know, with disgust, you know, with Von Wagner sort of trying to stake his claim, you also had JD McDonough watching Apollo Cruz watching Von Wagner attack braun breaker and that's how it ended there so it looks like we have three wannabe contenders for this title so that's how the show ended so just to end and cap it off katrina how did you feel about this match and how do you feel about the landscape of the nxt title with these three men
0: I thought it was a good match. Uh, it was pretty deadly. It's like a really fun tag team. And so I would have been a little annoyed, honestly. I didn't think Braun was in Wesley. I didn't see them winning that, but I would have, if they would have tried that, I would have been annoyed. Let's not do shenanigans. You don't need to do all that. Uh, again, I originally, like, it was just supposed to be a fun little match to have just something different. And so they delivered. As far as Carmelo, I was wondering what happened <laughs> because, you know, he kind of been a little MIA after that, you know, it match. So it was like, okay, here you are. And so that, we kind of imply like, hmm, you know, could we see Carmelo in a picture at some point now that he, you know, lost his NXT American, you know, championship twice technically. Because, you know, he lost it to Solo Sokoa and then he lost the latter match. Uh, and then, you know, Ron Wagner, I was like, oh, please. Like, I was, I was like, no, stop, stop. I was just, <laughs> no, I'm not accepting that. How dare you think you're the next one? No. Mm-mm. I was a little annoyed by that, because I'm like, I don't want to see you as the next competitor. Like, that's how I felt. So I wasn't really feeling that. And I'm not even sure I feel about Apollo Cruz because like I get it, but it's also like, but what did you do to decide that she was the next? Co- then, <laughs> so I was a little confused. At least with Carmelo, we kind of, at least, at least she was working in title pictures. So I was like, okay, well, the next step may be this title. But what the hell was Apollo Cruz doing? Like, what, what would you do? No, this is the, oh, now it's my turn. Should I go and ask Shawn Michaels? Is, is it my turn? Like, I didn't I didn't understand how you thought you was the next option. And don't, like, Ron Magna, please. No. At no point was I like, mm, I can see it happening. I was just like, you know, what? you can go backstage. How dare you hit Ron? How dare you? So that's my thoughts. Otherwise, I did like the match, but I was kind of annoyed with who. Like, h- how did we get here? How are these the options? I didn't understand
2: look Kat, I absolutely agree with you but I'll go into my points after Shay
1: goes. Shay, how did you
2: feel about it?
1: She's, she's about to get on you listen um, I liked the match a lot, it was very fun Um, and I do see Carmelo it's inevitable that he will get the title and it would make no sense if he left NXT, he never touched the NXT title, personally I just feel like that would be such a disservice to America, to the universe maybe even um, and also, Von Wagner, go away. Seriously, I'm so sorry. Like, he's literally, that is hype privilege if I've ever seen it. Because he, his, I can't. Like, uh, hopefully this is a very small filler feud. It lasts a week being this past week. And then it just ends next week. And then we move on to Apollo. I will take Apollo, for God's sakes, Please.
2: She said hype privilege. My God. I mean, but you're not. You're not wrong. It's
0: not. It's not skill. I wasn't like. Oh, I'm impressed. I was just like, ew, why are you taking up screen time?" So I totally understand. I was so annoyed. I
2: understand that. Like, I understand. You know the. You know the anger from both of you because it's just. Of course, Carmelo is going to challenge Wesley for the North American title, even though I wanted him to challenge Braun Breaker for the NXT title because, sweetheart, you've had the NXT North American title multiple times now. And I want you to challenge for the big one because you could be the face of NXT. But then again... Maybe him challenging for the North American title for one last time and one last go around would be a nice little farewell for him, I guess, if you want to say that before he would go to the main roster. But my thing is, I want to see if he could be the main champion because we really haven't had a main black NXT champion since Keith Lee. And he held the North American title and the NXT title at the same time. And he didn't even have the NXT title for that long. So honestly, I wanted Carmelo to challenge for the NXT title and not for the North American. But it's pretty clear that he wants to, you know, make the North American title his baby. Which I understand it has a good history behind it too. But I want him to go for the big one. Secondly, what I will say to Apollo Crews is the fact that he was making it seem like, you know, kind of like, you know how some people say in those memes how you flirt with somebody by them, by you staring at them and you want something to happen, but you're not speaking up or saying nothing to them, but you're just staring at them and admiring them, but you're not making a move. That's Apollo Cruz's problem. I feel like with him talking all his stuff and him defeating Grayson Waller in that casket match and saying he was next in line to challenge Braun Breaker for the title. I feel like for somebody who's talking all this stuff and having all this vision or whatever, he is not making his presence known that he should be a main event player when it comes to this sort of thing. Like if you're going to go forward, you know, go forward in this title picture, you have to stake your claim. And honestly, even though Von Wagner may not necessarily have all of the pieces to put together, at least he attacked the champion. At least he touched him. Apollo was just watching on the screen. And even J.D. McDonough, like as as much as he gets on our nerves, you know, in terms of him trying to challenge for the title for the umpteenth time again, you know, and wanting to ruin Braun Breaker's life, at least he has fought him and actually touched him. Apollo Crews has not done anything to Braun Breaker. He hasn't even verbally challenged him. He's only said this, you know, in the case of a promo, but he has not taken his opportunity. You have to take your opportunities in life. Ain't nobody going to hand you nothing. You got to take it, okay? And he's not doing it. He's not doing that. and I'm gonna need for Apollo to actually stand up and take his opportunity, as opposed to just thinking he's just gonna manifest it by just staring. No, baby, faith without works is dead. Say something. But either way, <laughs> that's how I feel about the whole thing. Um, but that's just how I feel about it all. But either way, um, that was a solid ending to NXT. They have lots of cool stuff going on. Their advertising deadline, um, which is taking place in December, which will be the last, um, I believe. They said the last NXT premium live event of the year. So it's really cool stuff going on. I'm excited. But that's the end of our time. I know we went pretty long, but either way, it was a really great show. This has been a really great show. So thank you guys for watching and participating in the comments and stuff. Yeah, JD, I did get hot, okay? For real. Like, you can't just sit there and just do nothing. Like, I'm tired of it. Like, take your things. But yeah, I just want to say thank you to Shay for coming in because you added so much um, to this conversation. I was so glad to have you. I'm so happy that you were able to join us. So tell everybody where they can find and follow you and what you've got going on.
1: Yes, thank you for having me in the streets of New York uh, for this episode. Um, yes, my uh, handle is Sawyer underscore on most platforms, uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, follow me. I do host on Unpopular Review every Tuesday directly after we do that. Uh, and we also have a podcast called The Big Pop Theory that their episodes premiere every Monday. So every Monday, keep an eye out.
2: <laughs> good, good, good. All kinds of good stuff going on for Shay. And what about you, Katrina, my tag team partner?
0: Uh, I'm on uh Yes, she was. I'm about to I'm about to, I'm, about, get, I'm about to bring it back around to that. Um, but you can find me on most social media platforms in Cat We Trust, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. The E is a three, because people are sad and took my E, but it's fine. Uh as far as what I have going on, tomorrow I will be in the Bronx doing some backstage correspondence for We Are Wrestling. Welcome to the Bronx with another panelist. Karen will be on the card as well. And so super awesome. Excited for that. Uh next week on the 11th. uh if you are at the UK, the three of us, <laughs> uh, as well as some other lovely ladies that were on the panel with us, uh, will be on MCM Birmingham uh, Comic Con for the panel, Women of Color Wrestling Behind the Magic. Uh, and so that's pretty awesome. And some other stuff I can't really announce just yet, but that's happening. I'm excited for that. And just pretty much uh, trying to finish out 2020, uh. To with a bang. It's
2: been a crazy year. Definitely, definitely, definitely. But per usual know that you can follow me, your girl Stephanie Hardy, on Instagram and Twitter, at Queen Steph Hardy. Please listen to the Hardy Wrestling Podcast everywhere you get your podcasts. I'm under construction right now, but trust me, when I come back, it will be bomb. And I'm really excited for all The changes that will be taking place for my Own show so please be on the lookout For that but like I said I'm on hiatus And under construction but in the meantime Like Katrina said you can check all Three of us out um, if you're Going to be in Birmingham UK um, At the MCM Comic Con In the UK for our panel It was a real honor to be able To do it digitally of course but Still being able to do it regardless it's really Cool um, so please Check that out and of course you know there will the other stuff on the way like Katrina said but of course know that you can follow us at Women's Wrestling Talk on Instagram and Twitter at WWTalkPod and check out our website at WWTalkPod.com where we have articles, merchandise, and all kinds of amazing goodies for you to um, consume. If you love women's wrestling as a whole, we have it all. And I also have an article on there about Zelina Vega, the top five Zelina Vega moments with an honorable mention. Please check that out as well. But yeah, you know, embrace us, follow us on Facebook, like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitch, just everywhere you see women's wrestling talk, Follow us because we are them girls and we do the dang thing for women's wrestling as a whole. So until next time, this has been the NXT after show, which takes place every Thursday night. Um, Yeah. I hope you guys have a fabulous Thursday night. Um, very relaxing night as well. And until next time, bye y'all. Women's wrestling talk